for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Does God Care Where I Live? by Barbara Smith To me, this is a rhetorical question because the answer seems obvious. However, it is not to everyone. This can be a perplexing subject and complex decisions must be made in our lives. One of the things I remembered growing up was that I was told the three most difficult decisions you will make in your life, besides living for God because that was a given, are who you will marry, where you will live and buy a house, and when or if you will have children. Then there is the matter of a job, education, and so on and so forth, and life goes on. I do not believe in luck, chance, or coincidence in the life of a child of God. He leads and guides us in our lives no matter how small or large the issues we face may be. He knows our thoughts, fears, and anxieties. He wants us to live in peace, as he says in John 14, verse 2, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He also wants us to have abundant life here on this earth. John 10, verse 10 states, I am come that ye might have life, and that ye might have it more abundantly. He does not relish seeing us suffer. He has already taken our suffering, guilt, and shame upon himself on the cross at Calvary. Let us examine the life of the one who is our supreme example, which is Jesus, regarding this question. Jesus was born in Bethlehem according to Matthew 2 verses 14 through 6, which says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. This prophecy is found in Micah 5 verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. So did this happen, and how? It did happen by the divine will of God that was at work in Joseph and Mary's life even prior to his birth. Joseph and Mary were both Jews, descendants of David. Their lineage can be seen in Matthew 1 and Luke 3. Mary grew up in Nazareth, but Joseph was from Bethlehem. What brought him to Nazareth? Most likely trouble with the Roman government. However, 
We are not sure of his entire story, but by the time Jesus was conceived by the Holy Ghost in Mary, she and Joseph, who was a very devout man, were already espoused, a.k.a. engaged, as we know it. A coincidence, you might say? No. Notice the decree that came forth from Caesar Augustus, again of the Roman government, who said that everyone would have to go back to their city of origin to pay their taxes. Note, there was no internet yet, so they could not pay online. This would not have affected Mary because she was from Nazareth already, not from Bethlehem. The location of the birth of Jesus, which was to be in Bethlehem as the prophet had stated, was fulfilled because Joseph needed to make that trip at that precise time. Yes, this indeed happened, and we celebrate this wonderful Christmas story each year. Is this where his story ends? Is Jesus born, raised, and lived happily ever after in Bethlehem? No, not long after the baby shower was over, which was attended by the Magi and the shepherds and the animals, Joseph heard from the Lord. He did not know there was danger lurking, but God did. We must trust the voice of God, no matter if we think we have found our forever home or not. He is omniscient. Mark 2, verse 13 through 15 tells us, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. And there, until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Hosea 11.1. 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Joseph could have questioned, as we might, Egypt, what? This is not even in the same vicinity. Not a part of my homeland. A totally different country. It's not close to a park. It's in a bad neighborhood. It doesn't have a good school district. And on and on we would complain. But Joseph obeyed the voice of the Lord. Subsequently, Herod did die. After reading the Egyptian Chronicle Newsweek, should Joseph just have broken up housekeeping on his own volition and said to Mary, The danger is over, so let us pack up and move back home. No. Firstly, God had said, Stay in Egypt until I tell you otherwise. Secondly, it is one thing to say, it is time to move, but quite another to know where you are going. You need to have a destination and you need to allow the Lord to lead you because he knows what lies ahead. Matthew 2 verse 19 through 23 tells us what happened next. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead which sought, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose, and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding 
being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. This can be seen in Hosea 1, verse 8 and 9. He no doubt had numerous fears and questions, but he knew he was in God's will because he had heard the voice of the Lord. If you have not been told by the Lord to leave and you do not know where you are going, stay put. That is a good rule of thumb. Be patient and wait on the Lord to open the right doors for you. Notwithstanding, Jesus did do a little traveling with his parents and relatives to the feasts in Jerusalem, but he grew up primarily in Nazareth. He went to school, obeyed his parents, and probably learned the carpentry trade from Joseph during those years, until he was 30 years old. I guess having adult kids in the home is not that unusual then. He took a trip on his own to Jordan. When his cousin John the Baptist was preaching and baptizing, he was baptized there to fulfill all righteousness as an example to us. And then upon his return home, he withdrew to the wilderness for 40 days in which he fasted, prayed, and overcame temptations that were presented to him in preparation of his ministry. When he came out of solitude, he began to preach and teach in the synagogues. In his early ministry on one occasion in Nazareth, his hometown, he picked up the scriptures and began to read Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison doors to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. He then stated that the scripture was being fulfilled in their hearing that day. They knew him as the snotty-nosed kid from down the street and thought that he was committing blasphemy because he was claiming to be the Messiah. It did not go over very well, and they thrust him out of the city, as the scripture states. At that point, a move was in order once again. However, was this just a coincidence? We often do not feel accepted by our own, the ones closest to us, who are exactly the ones that we're trying to impress and make proud. But we must not change to please people. We must keep in mind it is God that we must please, not man. Also remember, if you ever want to give up and go back home, it will never be the same again. There must always be a forward motion in our lives, not backward. Jesus heard that his cousin was in prison. He left home, struck out on his own. I guess you could say this is when he launched out of the house and went to check on John. From then on, he lived in Capernaum in what is thought to be a rented space, and that was his home base until his death, although he was on the go teaching and preaching most of the time. 
This was not a by chance move in his life either. Matthew 4 verses 12 through 16 states, Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zebulon and Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness, saw great light, and to them that sat in the region and shadows of death, light is sprung up. This prophecy is found in Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 2. It says, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. As you are beginning to see, the earthly life of Jesus was ordered by God, just as ours is. If we would take the time to look back at our lives, we can see that there are many stepping stones, events, and open doors that has led us to where we are today, including decisions that might have been good or bad. Things that we have done along the way have been by divine design. Jesus also had friends and a home away from home, if you will. He had spent multiple occasions in Bethany on his journeys at the home of siblings Mary, Martha, and Lazarus whom he had raised from the dead. He spent time there the week before his passion also, six days before the Passover and his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He grew very fond of them and felt extremely comfortable with them. It was a safe place. We should all remember that friends and R&R are necessities of life. We all need to get away from the hustle and bustle of life and clear our minds and hearts, whether it be in the wilderness as Jesus did, or just going on a vacation. Life will be there when we get back, but we can then have the energy and resolve that we need to continue forward. Would Mary and Martha have called Jesus to their home when Lazarus fell sick if they had not already had a relationship with him? Highly unlikely, which takes away the chance meeting theory once again. They knew him and trusted him. This was a crucial faith-building moment, validation, and confirmation to all that Jesus had been trying to set forth in his ministry. Let God lead and guide you daily in your choices. Do not second-guess him. He sees the beginning from the end. He will speak to you in a way that will direct you. It could be with an audible voice. It could be through scriptures. From his word, it could be through dreams, visions, through others, or just by open doors. If a door does not open that you hoped would, do not try to force it, but thank the Lord for his sovereign working power in your life. So drawing a conclusion from the example of the life of Jesus Christ, the answer to the question is yes, God does care about you in every way, 
including where you live, and he always knows where you are, no matter your geographical location. Trust him and enjoy each divinely appointed stage of this journey called life, and relish every rest stop you may encounter along the way. It's a new day, oh, it's a new time. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.